What are you doing with your arms? Nice bite-sized package for you people. I'm stretching. Have you ever stretched before? Actually, my calves have been super tight lately. Because I, oh, cause I went on that run on Thursday, and ever since that then, run everything's hurt. Welcome to The Crunch, episode 38. It's your boy, Ethan, a.k.a. Ropossel. And I'm Patrick at Catholic Pat. I'm feeling good. You want to know why? Feeling good, looking fine. You want why? to? You know why I'm feeling good, Patrick? Is it because of the run you went on? It's because I went on a run on Thursday, and I'm still feeling the after effects. Lactic acid <laughs> is burning in my legs, and it and it has been for get, three days. You don't get lactic acid from aerobic exercise, Ethan. It's not aerobic. It's cardio. <laughs> That, that's the same thing, dude. Dang it. I don't know anything about anything. <laughs> but it was great. You get la- lactic acid. Lactic acid fermentation happens from anaerobic exercise. Who? So if you did calf what? raises while you were running. You know what I did do while I was running? I danced. <laughs> you dance while running? I dance while running because it's the only way that I can actually motivate myself to take another step and not just fall on the ground and die on the spot. <laughs> It's fun. It's a good time. I get looks. I want. I want to okay. see what that. I want to see what that looks like. It's just kind of a. If we, if we get three hundred dollars on Patreon, I'll fly to Kansas and videotape Ethan running without him knowing. Everybody who has donated to the Patreon, please unsubscribe immediately. <laughs> please get, take all of your money back. Thanks. Speaking of the Patreon and of the podcast, um, I just want to do a quick shout out to all of our listeners in Melbourne, Australia. For whatever reason, in like the past two weeks, we've got a huge uptick in listeners from Melbourne. So I, I also have a personal motivation for this. One of my lifelong goals is to marry an Australian Catholic woman. So if you are listening to this and for whatever reason you're saying, oh, wow, Ethan sounds super cute. Come on over. Because he probably thinks you sound cute, too. Also... In just checking our stats this morning, we have a bunch of listeners from Tokyo. <laughs> so if, you, if you're listening from Tokyo, um, can I come visit, please? Thank you. Dude, that'd be such an awesome special. I know. You know, when like... Live you know, from Japan. It's like, like the... Exactly what I was saying. It's like the Full House episode when Jesse goes... And, or that iCarly episode. Or the iCarly episode. Oh, it's actually more the iCarly episode. That was good. That was a nice more reference. The episode. You, you are Freddie Benson. Did you know that? We exactly, and you are Carly and Sam. I'm both. We um, <laughs> we <laughs> we meet we meet our Tokyo fans, and they like take us on this road trip, and then they ditch us in the woods, and we have to get back to the award show. Classic, 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 the classic tale. Um, yeah, no. What we're saying also, is, if you're an international listener, we want to come visit you. <laughs> so pay for our and flights. By international, Thank you. we mean not from America, I guess. Yeah. No, if you're from like, Weird. if you're from like, uh, Dayton. You're not international. You don't count. <laughs> Nobody's from Dayton. Nobody's from Dayton. Luke's from Dayton. Did you know that? Yeah, according to Luke, a ton of people are from Dayton. A ton of people. No, but nobody like, is in Dayton. <laughs> Everyone's just from yeah. Dayton. Yeah. Uh, that's oh, a... Also, shout out to all of our non-existent Melbourne, Florida listeners. Apparently, the listeners in Melbourne, Australia are beating you. <laughs> I'm from Melbourne, Florida. <laughs> I hate all of you. You're all dead to me. 
listen to me. You're dead to me. I hold this over, Patrick, Christmas because cards. every week my hometown of Olathe, Kansas is at the top of the list as far as listeners yes. go, and Patrick's is nowhere to be seen. <laughs> because you've got a ton of little high school minions that listen to your every whim because they think you're, oh, Ethan's so cool. He's a life team leader and has a podcast, brag, brag, brag. Trust, trust me, if you ask yeah. any of them if they thought I was cool, they would all say no. Just unequivocally, no. They hate me. If you don't think it's cool, why are you listening right now, kids? Hmm? Oh, I fought on your wild summer. Hey. You're dead to me, too. Please don't roast my teens. Thank you. <laughs> They're good people. Ugh. Hi, teens. <laughs> Is there anything else that we need to address? Oh, we have some really exciting news that we want to share, but we can't share it. Ha <laughs> ha. We have really big things happening. Also, suck it, Luke and Gomer. Please stop aggressively calling out other podcast hosts. It's literally just them. It's just them. It's just them. I know. But yeah, so if you're if you're looking forward to the future of the crunch, so are we. Um hopefully in a week or two we'll be able to share with you the big stuff that's going down. But we are super excited. And you should be too. Um Yeah. Thank you for all of you that have been donating on the Patreon. We've gotten we've gotten like hundred and eighty dollars ish a month. Yeah. Which is crazy. We're getting real close to that two hundo. So uh, you know what happens at two hundred, don't you? Uh, yeah, I humiliate myself extra, in public. Oh, oh yeah, an extra. <laughs> yeah, no. First of all, Ethan will humiliate himself in public. Also, we will give you a free fifteen. Well, it's not free because you're paying Patreon, but a, a fifteen minute bonus podcast only for the twenty people that listen on Patreon or not listen on Patreon, but you know, give to our Patreon, donate. Yeah. Donate to Patreon. Donate. Thank you for paying us to produce content. Anyway, can we start? I'm ready to just content jump into it today. Creation. Can we go? Yes. Let's just let's just push record and see what. I happens. don't. Yeah, because that's the best way to do things. I don't. I don't have any mid 2000s animation jokes to make this week. Although, as I was walking out of church this we made morning, a out of this, out of, as I was walking out of church this morning, I yelled, "I am the box ghost from Danny Phantom." As you were walking out of church. As I was walking out of church because my brother said he was really good at box jumps. And so I, I yelled, I am the box ghost. That show was so good. I never watched it. It was then Danny knew what he had to do. He had to stop all the ghosts that were coming through. He's here to fight for me and you. Gotta catch money. This is now exclusively a Nicktoons themed podcast. <laughs> Danny Phantom. Fairly Odd Parents. Jimmy Neutron. I can't think of any others. Ah, real monsters. That's way Rugrats. old. Hey Arnold. Have you heard li- Have you heard Little Yachty rapping over the Rugrats theme song? No. It's the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> anyway, this is also not relevant. Um, let's talk about G. Speaking of Little Yachty. Speaking of Little Yachty. Let's talk Speaking of Lil Yachty, let's talk about how you can keep it cold like Minnesota. Um, so the cello is a. There's no good. There's no good transition here. We just got to slam it. We just got to go into. We just got to go into it. Um, so as many of you know, as I've talked about before, and if you follow me on Instagram, you see, uh, I have been working a job this summer. And Patrick has too, but his is like a mobile job. Mine is a. I go to a brick and mortar building and I sit in it. And I work there for eight hours a day. 
um, Monday through Friday. And as such, uh, sometimes it can be a little bit frustrating <laughs> compared to kind of the hustle and bustle of college life. Um, that it gets kind of depressing. Not depressing. Even, because I love this company, and I love working there, and I love the work that I get to do. But some days you're just sitting there, and you just go, oh, I could be using my time so much better. Um, or, man, this is such a waste of my time. I need to be, you know, Jesus or whatever, you know? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like I feel like I'm being super angsty teenager, like, doesn't want to do school, just wants to go to the convent. But that's not that's not what I'm saying. I just, like, I'm having a hard time this summer loving my work and making that a part of my life because I feel like as of right now I go to work and it's not my life it's not a part of my life and maybe it's just because I'm young and I still have college and so it's really not my life at this point work isn't um at least an eight to five job um but it is for everybody else around me and so there's this kind of disconnect of like oh I go to work but it's not my life because my life starts you know after work is over and I get to go volunteer at life teen or i get to go hang out with my friends and talk about whatever or do a podcast or this that or the other thing do you know what i mean like i feel like i'm having a hard time connecting my life because i see it as being in the future and not as now yeah i actually have the opposite problem oh I have shoot to, like put it that way yeah like i i find that i'm <clears throat> well it's mostly because my job is mobile it's like i can work whenever i want so when I'm not working, I feel guilty and I'm like, this, this, what I'm doing isn't making me money. There's no like real reward. Like I was, I, um, I was on a retreat while I was working a retreat this week and I was giving a talk on the retreat and writing that I found a lot of, I found it difficult to motivate myself to write the talk because I was like, I'm not being paid for this time. I could be using this time and get paid for this time. So I kind of have the opposite problem where it's like work has been becoming what i'm looking obviously that's a bad thing but i feel like both of these desires are disordered even though one desire is for money and the other one is for you know saving souls that's good i don't know no it's not (laughs) no it's not good um i saw you looking at your phone sorry i was not no so it's not so what it looks like (laughs) i thought you were going for a little bit longer so i was trying to do something two things at the same time this is the problem is that i try to do two things at the same time and I tra- transitions. Transitions. Oh, so good. So here's the here's the ish, right? It's not about evangelization, okay? Because I mean, everything's about evangelization. Obviously, that's a huge theme of our podcast and what we like to talk about a lot. But um, it's not about like going to work and like you don't have to talk about Jesus at work. You don't have to talk about church at work. I do because it makes up a lot of what I do outside of work. And so when my friends at work ask me what I'm doing later, I say, Oh, well I go and I volunteer at this church or I do a podcast, just that other thing. And it leads to lots of conversations just naturally based on the things that I do, but not everybody's like that. And, but, and so there, you don't have to like be a Christian and talk about Christian things at work. What I'm more worried about is the fact that like the way that I do the work and the way that I approach the work, the actual work that needs to be done um, is not Christian. Because you can hear, there are tons of podcasts and things on how to live out your faith in the workplace and not be ashamed. Like, yeah, you can probably figure that out. It's just called being honest and not lying when people ask you what you're doing on Sundays. (laughs) Um, But I think a lot of times what we miss, especially for younger folks that maybe aren't in permanent, are not in permanent positions yet, um, 
and you know maybe we're in college maybe we're in high school maybe we're just out of college and we're trying to find a job um that will last and then maybe we're just out we're just now starting a job that's going to be our career um how do you transition from school where things just move at such a fast clip and there's always a test or a project or um, an event or an involvement or an organization or something to be involved with and to be doing to a job where you sit and you do the same thing, not the same thing, but you do something for years and it doesn't change. How do we approach that in a Christian way without like, you know, like the work itself, not the work atmosphere yeah. is my question because I'm not good at it. Well, I mean, when Adam and Eve were put in the garden, they were put there to till it and keep it. And, you know, in that they were, they were charged with the creation of souls, right? They were charged with reproducing and repopulating the earth and were charged with the same thing in terms of, you know, Christianity, in terms of like bringing souls into the church, but they were also charged with work. They were told to work in the garden. So like, it's part of who we are as humans to do work regardless of what that work is, as long as it's, you know, not sinful. Right. Um, so that's like, that's like my first approach is like that God calls you to do things that aren't necessarily work for the church. He calls you to do work because it helps you grow as a person. Yeah. I mean, what, what I was talking about, what I, what I, the conclusion that I've kind of come to over these past few weeks like, okay, even though I'm not being paid to do this, even though I'm not being paid to, like, set up the Crunch website, I'm not being paid to do that, technically. But it's what God wants me to do at this moment. So I'm going to do it because that's what God wants me to do. And maybe he needs that website to be there. You know? Nobody visits Maybe our God website. needs electrical. Nobody visits our website. <laughs> Wait, no, I do have traffic numbers on our website, and I'll pull it up before the end of the show. Okay, but, great. Just to prove you wrong. <laughs> um, that's exactly what this episode needs. But, like, God, electrical circuit boards might not seem that important. They don't. But, like, in the grand scheme of things, a regular conversation with someone on the street doesn't seem important, but we always hype those up, like, yeah. you could change someone's yeah. life. Oh, God, You could change someone's life just by smiling at them in the grocery store, and it's like, all right, cool. You could also change someone's life by not making a faulty electrical circuit board that's going to go on a plane. Yeah. No, that's so true. And it's not that it's not that I don't take my job seriously. It's just that that concept I know you take your job seriously. It's hopefully. just that, that that concept applies to everything. It's that like Yeah. You are so right. Oh, everybody sucks nowadays. Here's the thing is that like ministry is so focused on like the in-between moments and like how do you like our whole last episode is like being radically hospitable in like the weird the weird times and the weird situations and nobody at least in my time through like high school ministry and college ministry nobody talks about like what exactly what you said like why work is just as important yeah that just blew my mind that's what we're here for i know crunch. welcome welcome to the crunch w. new mind blows w. every w. sunday w. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't. So then the pro, So I don't know the solution. Then, I mean, there is no solution other than you just have to do it, which is essentially what God tells everybody throughout all of salvation history: is you just gotta do it. <laughs> do the thing. You just gotta do, do it, it, please. And like, I know more than you. I'm God. When He comes down with the Ten Commandments, people are like, "I don't want to do that." He's like, "You just gotta do it." 
And then, <laughs> and then when I don't want to not do that. And then, then when the people don't do it, when they're pagans, he's like, "All right, you're dead now." And then <laughs> they die. <laughs> oh, and then Jesus comes to Earth, right? And Jesus is like, "Hey, uh, just to just to update you guys real quick, um, just a little update. You just gotta do it." And then the Pharisees are like, "We don't want to do it. We gotta do." It. And then and then all the Pharisees die too. What a crunchy summary of salvation history. Yeah. <laughs> salvation history is basically God telling people you just got to do it and then when they don't do it they die. That's it. That's the whole that's the whole thing. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, yeah, I mean, that's hard. Things up too much. You know when um, when I got into my car accident, the first thing that, like, one of the things my mom said was like, "Who knows? Like, maybe you got in that car accident to avoid a worse one down the road." And it's like, well, sure, like, yeah, sure, maybe, maybe me talking to a random person and being nice to him will eventually bring him to Jesus. Sure, but that's not why that conversation was important you know just because something is going to reap insane benefits later doesn't necessarily that that doesn't make it important you know like oh ethan that circuit board that you made was the most important circuit board ever well, because the th- it went on the next spaceship yeah well the thing is, is that like we can't base things based on like the accidents or like the problems that they might prevent yeah. you know i can't say yeah. like me working on this circuit board is important because um it might not break and it might like you know what i mean <laughs> it might stop it, terrorists yeah which i that's silly like we can't say oh you being a grocery clerk and bagging groceries is important because you putting someone's tomatoes in the left bag instead of the right bag might not like this just a this just a pointless exercise the and it's why nobody worth their salt ever goes into it like that is because the 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 work in and of itself has value and is important. Jesus yeah. talks about like the yoke and he was a like he yokes people and he's like yeah we're going to work together. You know it's not like we're just going to it's not just a floaty aroundy time where you don't get to have things to do. He was a carpenter. He like cranked out chairs for 30 years. For 30 years you know? Jesus Christ, God spent 30 years just making stuff. Yeah. Just strap that one on and think about it. 
What if that chair was what if he wrote Bible verses on the chairs? <laughs> Jesus didn't write chair. any Bible verses. <laughs> oh. oh, that's funny. Is that Jesus was just using his carpentry job as a cover to sit and <laughs> and he wrote the Bible. Jesus' carpentry job was a front for the mob. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus was making Jesus was making tables and he would hide drugs inside of secret compartments. Jesus was a drug Jesus was a drug runner. That's what we're trying to get at here. Jesus Escobar. <laughs> so, as long as you don't do that. <laughs> so what we're saying is yeah. essentially. Yeah. Uh, uh I don't know what we're saying. I've lost I've lost the thread. The point of all I've lost the thread. It was like Jesus worked. So, I mean, you could you could make the argument like, why would God only spend three years in a public ministry on Earth? You know, why would why wouldn't he just like fly around all the places and show himself to like the Native Americans and show himself to people in Upper China? Like, why wouldn't he have done that? Well, it's because there was just inherent value in that thirty years spent in obedience to two human beings just making chairs and inventing the table. As we learned in Passion of the Christ, yes. Jesus invented the table. I think there were tables before. He just invented the tall table. He invented the tall table. That's right. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. That there was just inherent goodness in that work. Can I can I whip out the Even quote now? Quote did not. Oh yeah, dude. Okay. So the reason that this all started is because um, I was reading. Well, I was reading my summer missionaries. We were all reading section from Evangelii Gaudium, which is one of Pope Francis's um, apostolic exhortations. And uh, it's a passage on evangelization, which I know we kind of talked is not like the point of this, but this is, it, it really uh, triggered this whole idea in my brain of triggered. Stop. So it's from section 24. It's about halfway through the paragraph. So, um, so Pope Francis says this, an evangelizing community is also supportive, standing by people at every step of the way, no matter how difficult or lengthy this may prove to be. It is familiar with patient expectation and apostolic endurance. Evangelization consists mostly of patience and disregard for constraints of time. And so it's talking about an evangelizing community, right? And that's what we're supposed to be a part of. That's what we're supposed to be as the church as an evangelizing community. Um, and what really gets me is it is familiar with patient expectation and apostolic endurance. We're supposed to be patient. Like we can't expect. Yeah. Like these things like take time. There's a reason that the church has been around for 2000 years. And it's because um, it's because she doesn't try to rush things. You know, there's a common phrase like whenever politics happen, people say the Vatican thinks in centuries, not not years, not months, not weeks, not days. You know, secular governments have to think in weeks and months. Um, the Vatican can afford to think in centuries because the church has been around for so incredibly long. And we have to mirror that in our own, in our own lives. We're not going to be around for centuries, but we will be around certain people for years, you know, in our jobs. We have to be patient in those situations. We can't expect fruits to just spring up just because we go, just because we're there, you know. Um, first of all, you have to be, you have to evangelize, which we've talked about a ton of times before, and you have to do the work. Like you can't, how, how, how are you supposed to 
convert people? How are you supposed to convert hearts? How are you supposed to love people if you can't even do the job that your coworkers are doing because you're always thinking about the next thing? If you're always thinking about what happens after yeah. work when you go, you know, volunteer at the soup kitchen, you know? And that's what that's what the apostolic endurance relate. is. That's what the like it takes endurance and it takes uh, strength to do this because it's hard, and it's it's hard to do it consciously as well. I mean, I think it also stems from a place of like we don't want to be like everyone else, dated by being different. You know, just different in like by virtue of our baptism, by virtue of the grace we received, but. We want to be visibly different than people who we deem as secular. Um, the The phrase that got me was, um, I just lost the highlight. Oh, uh, every step of the way, standing by people at every step of the way. That's not like most of the steps. That's not like only the steps that have some kind of eternal significance to them. It's every single step. So people relate to people that are like them you know jesus became a carpenter and a peasant not a high not a high priest um well that was probably bad phrasing because jesus is the high jesus priest. is the high priest i was about to say wrong yeah. <laughs> we we got to make sure we stand up to any scrutiny including any catechetical reviews that might never mind Stop. okay Stop. so um <laughs> so um jesus didn't like become a I almost said king. He was a king. Jesus didn't become an earthly king, you know. He, he wasn't born. He, he wasn't was born into a royal family. Yeah, there you that's go. why people in royal families didn't relate to him. They weren't. They were. They wanted to be set apart. They wanted to be earthly set apart, not heavenly set apart. So we have to be heavenly set apart and earthly, walking with people every step of the way. That's evangelization. Evangelization isn't um, putting your hand on someone and all of a sudden they levitate and they come to Jesus. Which, even though we might not say it... Which does happen. That's kind of what we want to happen. Which does happen. But <laughs> even though we might not say it, we want that to happen all the time. Yeah. We want that to be the thing that we do. We're really good at... We want it to balance We're really good at pretending that, like, no, like, I want to walk with this person, and I want to, like, be there for them. And as soon as it's, like, six months in, and this person is not, you know, acting the way that we want them to act, we go, oh, this sucks. I hate evangelization. Blah. And then you go and you find an easier person to evangelize. Yeah. Like this that's, is a real evangelization. Yeah, no, that's stupid. You got to stick with it, and that's yeah. why, at least for me, work is a challenge because um, you're you're not always going to get along with the people that you're with. I mean, thankfully, I'm in an office environment where I like most of the people that I'm around, um, and it's great. But there are times where you're going to be around people just by the nature of the work that you're in that you just don't get along with. Again, back to how to evangelize people that you don't like. Um, but the only way to keep your head down and to have that apostolic endurance is just to do the work that you're there to do because there's virtue in that and you can grow from that and there's good that can come from that. Um, yeah. And then everything I, else everything else will follow from that, at least in the workplace. I was on a, I was on a retreat this weekend and i met this girl who was um i actually met before but she was a friend of my friend maria shout out maria she wanted me to shout her out um and this girl was essentially um she she didn't have a religion she said that she grew up spiritual um but she was on this retreat she was on this retreat to like 
see Catholicism. She like wanted to check out Catholicism and she felt drawn to Catholicism and she wanted to learn pretty much anything. She was like, yeah, I, I, I want to check out Catholicism. And she was open to everything. She didn't have like demanding questions. She just wanted to know. And she was also starting from like a blank slate. Like she didn't even even know who the apostles were. So I was talking to her and I was like, this person is the ideal. This is the person that I've always wanted to evangelize to a person who is like completely without any understanding of faith of Christianity, but willing to learn everything and really interested and really enthusiastic. And I was like, as I was faced with this person, I was like, this is the perfect evangelization opportunity. I was like, I don't know what to do now. I don't know where to start. I was like, how do I, she was like, well, just tell me like, tell me like about your faith. Like, why are, why are you Catholic? And I, I mean, I've been able to answer that question before, but in that moment I was like, I was just thinking of like, you know, the reasons we have a Pope, not the reasons why I was Catholic. And that's all she really wanted to hear was like, why are you Catholic? And I was like, almost not able to answer the question. And it kind of shook me up because I'm not the, I'm not the main evangelizer of this person. Maria is, you know, because like my conversation with her isn't going to change her life. Maria, who is her friend and sees her every day is going to be the one that evangelizes her, even though it's not going to seem like this great debate or this great, like, preaching moment every step of the way it is going to be evangelization every step of the way did that make sense i feel like that was kind of a roundabout way of that was super that was super roundabout but i mean you got there you landed yeah. it you stuck the landing yeah usually usually when one of us says did that make sense it usually did but i feel like that didn't make sense anyway yeah i don't know i don't well you do know i do know i don't have anything else to say on this topic <laughs> How long has the podcast been? Uh, we're at time, I think. Oh, okay, well that's good. I never want to be under time because I yeah. feel like we didn't treat. I mean, we did a, our podcast is essentially about this like one sentence in chapter twenty four of this huge document. I know. It's crazy. I how think a good thesis, like good like a good like summary, would be every step of the way. That really hit me, and I I, I need to think about that longer. Yeah. Everybody else should. Everybody should just read Evangelii Gaudium, just in general. Yes, because it's great. Um, Can you read read the sentence one more time? Yeah. Uh, An evangelizing community is also supportive, standing by people at every step of the way, no matter how difficult or lengthy this may prove to be. Yes. Boom. Cool. All right. Um. Yeah, sorry if that was, like, off the mark. I felt like that was a bit weird. But I think it was important, like, just for myself. Maybe it was just, these podcasts are just for me uh, to talk, to tell myself so that I can listen back and say, Ethan, you have to work. You have to do this. And it's okay that it's not evangelizing all the time, you know. Yeah. And evangelization can happen through it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to record this, I'm going to put it out, and I'm going to listen back to it when I'm at work on Monday morning and then say, oh, shoot, I was right because that's what i do every week um business things patrick tell them about the t-shirts so t-shirts are happening t-shirts are an actual thing they're designed and colors are picked um so i wanted to say this on the podcast not like any facebook posts or social media posts but um the t-shirts so we're ordering them in blocks of 30 because we get a price reduction um on ordering and so we can order more Um, if you would like a t-shirt, go to www.thecrunchcast.com or DM one of us on Twitter. Uh, 
you can email store at thecrunchcast.com with your t-shirt size, the color you want, your address, and whether you want it long sleeve or short sleeve. We're once we get all the orders in, we're gonna start like billing you. Um, short sleeves are seventeen dollars. Long sleeves are twenty dollars. I think that's everything. That does. Sound but the like designs everything. are on the website. Check them out. Yes, the um, designs are on the website. Check them out. They're super cool. Shout out, shout out, Jillian. Yes, great job. shout out to Jillian for making those for for making the design for us. I'll post the link. I hope to, that was her name. I think that was. Her I think name. I'm pretty sure that was her name. Um, I'll okay, post I'm the so, I'll so post so the link to the email and to the website so you can check out the designs uh, in the description of the podcast. I personally have ordered all six shirts. I'm getting all three <laughs> all three colors in short sleeve and long sleeve, uh, and you should too. <laughs> And you should too. Um, otherwise, let's see here. We talked about the Patreon at the beginning of the show. We're really close to two hundred dollars. Um, we talked about. Is there anything else that we need to talk about that we didn't already mention? Talk about how we want to do talks again. Yeah, uh, we want to do. I'm going on June twentieth. I'm going to St. Charles, Missouri, to do a theology on tap. Um, which is awesome, and we want to do more of those kinds of things. Not necessarily us together, because it's really expensive to get us together, but um, yeah, really. individually, both of us would love to go either in the South or in the Midwest areas. Um, let us know, and we'll come and spot, speak speak to your group of people, whoever they are. Uh, Crunch of the Week. Yeah. You ready? Yes, Crunch of the Week. We are, it, at, we are at 105 reviews, by the way. Thank you so much to everybody. We did who, it, hashtag Crunch 100. We did actually do hashtag Crunch 100 before my 21st birthday, which means I have to do something. But all the suggestions that everybody came up with were really bad. So, uh, Pray 100 rosaries. I'll do that in 20 days. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was clever. Um, so, yeah, thank you for review. Please keep dropping reviews. Just because we got to 100 doesn't mean that you need to stop. Um, the more reviews that we get, the higher we are indexed in iTunes searches. Um, the goal is to get to the uh, top 200, the top 200, which means you got to review well, and sh- we share with your friends. Like a day. Yeah, really? Apparently, we were there for a day. Yeah. When? I don't know. Like at the beginning, like towards the beginning. That's not possible. Maybe it is. I don't know. You're right. I don't know. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's do. There's. These are all so long. Um, oh, let's let's do this one. Uh, let's not do that one. Oh yeah, we're doing this one. Young Evangelization at its Finest by Gaff Daddy ninety four. These two are on fire for the Lord, and it shows up in their podcast. The best part about this podcast is not the fact that they are on fire, but that they are young and joyful. They are not afraid to talk about the things that are on their heart and be themselves. And he puts a nice JP two quote in there. And that's from my friend Andrew Gaffney, who's a seminarian um, for the Archdiocese of Kansas City. So please pray for our boy Gaff Daddy. Um, as he uh, continues on in seminary. So thank you, Andrew, for that review. Um, that's it, dude. Patrick? Patrick, are you there? Oh. Yeah, I was muted. What the heck? That was, that was weird. Do you have anything else to tell the people? I love the people. That's I'll, all I have. To I also love the people. Especially you, person. You know who you are. I don't know. Oh, that was interesting. Um, all right, are we done? Are we good? Can we sign off? I need to go get lunch with my friend. 
yeah, I guess we, I, how do we sign off? Do we have like a special sign off? Uh, we do actually. Here it goes. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Please pray for us. We will be praying for you and we will see you on the Twitters. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.